It's like someone who gave up on being a gold digger and just fucked their way to the middle. That's what this is. Hello and welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. And me, Maddie, a Canadian in Eurovision. And today we are not discussing Eurovision at all. We are discussing an interloper into our loved, beloved scene of Eurovision, but a welcome one. We want it, We want to welcome it with open arms, at least. Uh, we're going to be discussing the American Song Contest for the first time properly on the podcast. Oh, and my, do we have stuff to say. We have opinions. But because neither me or Matty are actual bona fide uh, people from the US of A, we have brought in an actual proper American for their hot, spicy takes. How very dare you. Welcome to the podcast, Matt Wixon. <laughs> I was hoping there was going to be some kind of justification as to why I was here. And it turns out it's just because I'm from the United States. And that's good enough for me. <laughs> it, is, it has nothing to do with the fact we already have a Chris and Chrissy. Now we need a yeah, Matt and yeah. Oh, no, of course. Like that, that, that makes sense to me. So happy to be the, the pre, oh, what do you call it? Pre diminutive Matt. <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> so, um, we're, we're, we're gathered here today to discuss the American Song Contest. So, um, yeah. America's, well, I couldn't even call it America's take because it is spearheaded by, folk from Europe by people from the EBU. Not entirely. Oh. It's Christer, and there is someone who's an American producer. So he's actually been, like, the two of them together are the ones that we can blame for this. But um, I have been deep Do you know what the American producer has done before this? Stuff. Like, what? Okay. Just like wondering what they were like, let's take Eurovision and combine it with the, this man's American expertise. And like, I wonder what his expertise was. I don't know. It's, I think it's probably <laughs> reality shows or music. I think you might have been involved in something. That's America's major cultural export these days. So I, I would yeah. assume so. He's not RuPaul. What is this? He might be. He might be. I've never seen them and RuPaul in the same room together. <laughs> it's entirely plausible. Um, so yeah, I, I think speaking from, you know, a European point of view, the, the, um, amongst Eurofans in Europe, there was a lot of negativity heading into, um, the American Song Contest from Europeans, a bit toxic, really, if I'm being entirely honest, people wanting it to fail. And I felt like I was in a minority of wanting it to be an amazing success. Well, I think it comes like... I've I've kind of made my opinions of this pretty well known. Uh, I've made it. It's been my breadwinner. I'm not going to lie. Me talking about this contest is the only kind of content I've created lately that gets any kind of traction anywhere. But nothing I'm saying is something that's resoundingly positive or resoundingly negative. It's just the truth served plain because that's how I like my yogurt. And this <laughs> is what we have here. And this is what it is. You can't even say it's vanilla. Because then there's a flavor. This is this is a tal- this is American Idol blowed up, done badly, and it's just not. I, to say it's not connecting is a disservice. It doesn't know what it is. It doesn't know how it's con- You know what? Let's let's take a step back. The American Song Contest has started, and it was delayed, and now they're. Ugh, I'm trying to like I don't want to immediately crap all over it because but you're gonna it has to happen <laughs> but all of my reasons are justified and everything I'm saying here is 1000% true. So <laughs> I will take on the I will take on the Simon Cowell role but you know actually be constructive instead of just tearing it apart. Fabulous. I want to I want my heart hurts because I want this to be good. I want Eurovision to be as close to Canada as it can be. Save the plug for later. And I want to make it – I want 
this to be something that people are invested in and that they're excited for. And right now, as it stands, it is a giant serving of flavorless loaf meal. There's nothing to it. It's just, it's very confusing as to what it's trying to be. It's going to a sushi restaurant and ordering the steak. Like, it's it's something you can do, but why? <laughs> so, Sorry. This is me this is me reserving my opinions. <laughs> You're holding back. I so, am holding back. So Matt, mm. how what are your feelings towards it so far? I know you're not as far into it as me and Matty, are you? So no, I'm not. Um I will say this. I was very excited when it was announced. I think I kind of shared your optimism. Even though I don't have much at stake, I'm not really as invested into Eurovision as you are. Um, But I wanted it to succeed just as uh, a fan of kind of the spectacle and the curiosity that like Eurovision kind of brings out of music. And... So I, I was I was excited about it when it was announced, and I remember talking to a lot of people, and they were all like, "That sounds cool." And some of them were hearing about Eurovision for the first time because of I was having this conversation, and they were like, "That sounds crazy! I can't wait to see what America does with this." And then, like, so the past week, I have mentioned to a few people that I'm going to be talking about the American Song Contest on this podcast, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that should be starting soon, right?" <laughs> Because nobody in America knows it's happening, I think. Uh, the ratings I even, agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I assume so. Uh, it's just one of those things where, like, usually you can tell if something is connecting with any kind of American audience because everybody is talking about it. And even, like, when a uh, Marvel movie comes out or a Marvel TV show comes out, and you're like, who's watching this? I don't hear anybody talking about it. You're like, this must not have been successful the American song contest must not be successful. <laughs> uh, but I watched, I did watch a couple of episodes and I agree with your assessment, Maddie. I don't understand what they're going for. I don't think it Country. makes, I don't think it makes sense uh, to put this contest in America. And I think that once they finally put it on to television, that was plain to see. <laughs> um, but I haven't seen all of it. I've only seen a, a, a selection of what the states have to offer. And just saying that is weird to me because America doesn't think of itself like that. <laughs> so that by itself makes this whole contest weird, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see what else there is. And But excited is kind of, it's not a real excitement. I'm just interested, I guess, to see. <laughs> I'm interested to see what else there is because I, I don't anticipate being joyed by a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, like, so obviously you've not seen everything like yeah. Matty and I have. And I'm going to be positive. There's some really good songs it, amongst the country. Mm-hmm. Amongst the sort of D-tier country, there is some really great songs. Um, but yeah, I mean, think... Uh, what do you, what what, do you mean D-tier country? What do you mean? mean? What do you mean? Not, none of the country songs are that great. <laughs> How dare you say something so accurate? It's, <laughs> no, it's it's not great. There's, there's a lot there that I really I enjoy, say. but there's also a lot there that I'm just like, this is no. But... <laughs> I, I heard I heard a country song and I'm I don't know it by name and I apologize already. I did hear one country song that I kind of enjoyed. Was it New Boot Goofing? I don't th- know. No, because nobody don't... can enjoy that. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. The kids on TikTok enjoy it, but you know, I'm 84 years old apparently, and I'm like, that's just noise. <laughs> uh, I, so I, I want to sort of take a moment so. Country music can be really good, mm-hmm. but all too often it can be yes. really bad. Far, mm. far too often it's really yes. bad. And there is one country song that I feel, for me, when I ranked everything on a, your tier list, Matty, only one con- of the country songs made it into the good tier, and that was Houston. Um, can't fault his voice. Gorgeous voice. Mm-hmm. And it has grown on me over time. I didn't like it too much on the first after that first episode where it won the jury selection. 
over time it's grown on me and I don't want to talk about the semi-finals yet. So I'm going to hold back on, you know, how it's changed in the semi-final. But it's grown on me and I can't argue his voice is gorgeous. Well, I think there was something really unique about the first episode is because it was all new. We didn't know that they would be repeating trope (laughs) after trope after trope. And this is something I talked about a lot in, in my last examination of it. Where I'm just like, they keep bringing out similar tropes. And it's like, it it drove me freaking bonkers by the end of it. Because you knew that, I hated when I could look at it and see the jury's preferences. Because I'm just like, this song's going to go through because he is a white country music artist of a certain age singing a fairly banal country song. It's going to go through. And then it did. And then that happened twice. And then the other two songs that got through or I'm getting ahead of myself. I like, I'm trying to figure out in my head and I've, I've actually been doing graphs and trying to make sense of this is the American song contest homophobic, sexist, racist, or is it just classist? Like, is, is this, what is the issue here? And the thing is, it's, why um, is it failing so hard? It's American, so it's almost definitely intrinsically all of those. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we base our culture on. There's nothing more American than good old fashioned that and apple pie. So, so I want to know, like, how you guys are seeing this, like, what what you see as the American touches, like, how what do you see as Americans, like, why is this? Uh, you can stop right there. Just How why it is. is. Why is this? Why is this? <laughs> but, but no, like I want to know, like, what do you see as uh, the the particular? Like, what did America do to uh, the Euro <laughs> to the Eurovision Song Contest uh, that ended well, up? They made it straight. <laughs> they did. Like it, this. Okay. Feels, yeah. This feels like they're catering to a very specific Midwestern audience. They're mm-hmm. catering very specifically to people who, A, still have cable, and B, aren't <laughs> smart enough to realize that there's alternatives out there that are better. So a lot of these – like I brought up the whole idea of tropes before, and like it's it's true. And we have white guys singing country. We have white girls singing country. We have very few POC people. Uh, when they mm-hmm. do, if they're Latin, they're singing Latin. If they're a, a woman, they're singing a soul song. If like it's, it's I saw there was like a, a K-pop artist from like Kansas one, or something. Yeah, one. and you know what? Yeah. She was the first performer out of the mm-hmm. entire contest, which was a statement piece. They're throwing her out there right. saying, "Look, we're going to bring this level of quality. We're going to bring this level of community and differentiation." And then as time has gone on, cultural relevance. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you're going to do that, why is she the only Asian performer in this entire lineup? Why was she put out first? Like, you're clearly trying to bank on a name there. But at the same time, I'm going to. <laughs> no, you're probably I'm, correct. Uh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating to be like, I see what you did there and you were incorrect. <laughs> I was hoping to see more. So, so America is a land of people who have um, – it's a land of immigrants historically. And I was hoping to see a lot more of people's, uh, you know, their history coming through in the music. I wanted to see, you know, I, I wanted more stuff like Alexa, you know, K-pop. I wanted more stuff like Anissa who brought in a, a full-on Eurovision Albania. standard <laughs> song. Mm-hmm. Um, with her Albanian we, we stand, heritage, we stand Alisa, Anisa for sure. I, I wanted <laughs> something that really drew upon. I know there was one performer who is uh, Native American. I wanted something that musically drew upon that heritage as well. I wanted to experience more of America, Amer- of American culture, from the people who made America, rather than pop, bland pop, country. You know what I think is the best part of the American Song Contest is the fact that they're not just sticking to the contiguous United States. I completely think it's I, I think it's awesome to see Guam and the Marianas Islands and US Virgin. I, I think Puerto that's Rico. the best part of the con. Well, Puerto Rico's like 
I would consider that something that a lot of other reality shows reach out to as well. They want Puerto Rico, but these small island nations are almost always completely overlooked. Most people probably don't even realize that they're American. Media-wise, I agree, uh, but I think if you talk to the people, the demographic you described, the people who don't know that there's not that there's other things than cable, those people don't know that Puerto Rico is part of America. Like, <laughs> believe sure. it or not, believe it or not, it's it's good for Puerto Rico to be in this. Just for the, I mean, it's good for them to be. It's good for all of it. But are you, are I think you telling me that these people have never seen West Side Story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What? <laughs> and, well, if they ha- and if they have, they don't know that West Side Story takes place. <laughs> like, the, the, the America song, like, they don't understand that. They don't. <laughs> it doesn't connect. America well, is not very aware of its own culture and its own <laughs> cultural history. I want you all to know. I want the world to know that. If that can be my message as a, a representative of the United States, we don't know shit about ourselves and what we've inherited or what we've conquered. Well, I just want to say that I am shocked, for one. <laughs> I am shaken to my core at that yeah. pronouncement of yes. ignorance of America. From America. But, like, you know... Besides that eternal shock that has shaken me to my core, um, <laughs> uh, I just kind of feel like having these places represented in such a powerful – and yeah, Puerto Rico as well, 100%. I think that's mm-hmm. a really valid point. Uh, I really like seeing what they've presented. But even when they're presenting stuff, I'm noticing, oh, this is another chilled out island tune. So you're clearly – you're bringing these people in to honor them and to like share their music, but you're only sharing a specific kind of their music. Mm-hmm. I wanted there to be like, apart from Tanel, who I think was fantastic, and like Sabu, you, Sab, Sabu, Sab, who I have a, a soft spot for because sure. that song is the best song about sea turtles that's ever been written. Um, I think that there's a lot to go in terms of like, why didn't we bring in like a Marianas Island rapper? Why didn't we bring in a Puerto Rican opera singer? Like there's, there's so much, why is this the American song contest, but then appealing to the lowest common denominator, AKA country music, every other song. So, you know, if this is really an American song contest and you really want that differentiation or that fun, you're not getting any of the surprises you get in Eurovision. Like Eurovision sends opera and popera and crap and fun and disco and eating cats and like, there's so much that goes into Eurovision. I don't know. I feel like this could have benefited from national contests and then like had each state have their own thing and be like, oh, who are we going to send to the American Song Contest? Yeah, it builds hype. It's not just in control of like a few people. And I'm already trying to fix it and I haven't even gotten into how much <laughs> I needs to be fixed on it. Man, I, I would I would have cared I would have cared so much if my state got to have like a contest choosing who they were sending. Can I ask a question? Sure. Would Matt Wixon's Flying Circus have entered? <laughs> I doubt it, but uh, I mean, maybe. Or you just use <laughs> I solo. Know. I mean, I would yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, but so the one of the things like Eurovision kind of celebrates the cultures of each country right yes 100%. <clears throat> and like even if it's like an opera f- singer from like moldova it's not presumed that opera is the dominant music of moldova or whatever it is you know but like it, it's something that represents that country's culture whereas if you come to to the united states and you're like, well, I want to see Iowa culture put head to head versus Nebraska culture. Turns Potatoes out, versus corn. It's just going to be two different country artists. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it all. It would have been a little interesting if everybody got out like their immigrant stereotypes and, uh, like, Wisconsin sent like a a, a bunch of like like a Polish umpa band and. Uh, <laughs> I can take my money already. And, fantastic. And, and Boston, Boston sent the Dropkick Murphys, and like we just had had this like cultural stew of like this is what I've inherited from my great grandparents, and like we just had that kind of American showdown. That would be interesting. That would be fabulous. That's already more interesting than what they've done. 
Right. So we get a we get a Zydeco act out of the swamps of Louisiana. We get like, you know, we get Norteño music from Texas. Actually get like everybody's authentic American like that's what we needed. That's what this contest yeah. should have been. And then it could have actually had points of differentiation. So I'm not just seeing a, a sad white girl singing a country song, followed by a sad white girl singing a country song two weeks later, followed by a sad white girl singing a country song two weeks later, and winning the jury pick. Uh, <laughs> I will say, we so, have so had better. moments of it. So like, uh, Florida sent Ale Zabala with Flirt. And Which is great! Is, it was such a great song! song. There's a hint of Zydeco in it. And I'm like, yes, more of that, please. Because it opens with accordion, and you're like, I'm getting those Zydeco vibes. I'm like, yes, this is what I want. It sounds modern. It sounds American. Mm-hmm. It sounds yeah. radio friendly pop, which is what the producers are looking for—a radio friendly pop song. But does that just nugget of? Oh, that's interesting. And then and you don't go as far as like someone like Arizona did with their freaking banger oh. of a Mexican song. So I was like, Arizona it's not even sent- pretending to be anything else. It's just a Mexican <laughs> song. So Arizona sent Las, uh, Las Marias with De La Finiquera, and it's beautiful. I got into that style of music from Mariachi El Bronx, mm-hmm. and I now really appreciate sort of Mexican sort of folk music. And I have no words to describe that song. It's beautiful. It gives me the warm fuzzies. It's yeah. It's just such a great song. <sighs> Man, you know what? Speaking of the homophobia in American culture, this is this is a little bit off topic, but I think you'll allow it. I realized the other, like, uh, real recently, my husband and I went to see Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dua Peep. Uh, yes, do the peep, and we, uh, and we were surrounded by young straight white men who were enjoying Dua Lipa singing along, and I was like, "Wow, America finally got like straight people to listen to disco." And I think that America's hatred of disco is what has ruined American culture for the past forty years well, because it was. It represented everything that America hated at the time. Right. It, it was gay and it was black and it was poor. Yes. 100%. And it was drugs. And it was drugs. Uh, yeah. It <laughs> was moderately the, entertaining and fun. Kill it. Whereas, Kill it with whereas, fire. Whereas the rest of the world embraced it and you all got to enjoy ABBA and we got a little taste of it back. And you all got to have Ace of Base, which was a little problematic, and we got a little taste of it back. And then Max Martin finally let us enjoy fun music again. <laughs> uh, no, we, but like, we can blame you for Canada not having as much disco. So that's what you're saying. You're taking yes. blame for that. Yeah, Excellent. no, of course. Ameri- American culture is absolutely toxic, and quashing disco 40 years ago was one of the worst things it has ever done to its own popular music. <laughs> yes, I 100% agree. I think that that's a really astute observation. And I completely – like similar things happened in Canada too. We also had the same shifting – but I feel like our shifting was kind of a result of the oversaturation of disco followed by the massive backlash and the creation of dad rock that happened afterwards. But yeah, there's there's man, I would love to just get into a conversation with you on that <laughs> at some point, because I feel like that's so indicative of what's missing in the American Song Contest. It's just like there's no very little camp, very little mm-hmm. of substance here. And I, I bring it up again. Song? It's. Because there's, there's, they're relying on tropes. They're relying on things that are going to appeal to radio, and they're not actually taking into account like the benefit of having interesting, organic, fun music. So nope. that's my. Opinion. But even <laughs> we, like Florida sending Ali Zabal, she was she was great. But it was unashamedly feminine. It was unashamedly pink and like pretty and fun and flancy, and so it didn't have a chance. But then you have yeah. someone even like. Well, obviously, I want to talk about Nevada at some point, but just any person who came in as like a POC of any kind, they were immediately restricted to a certain lane and they didn't get to do as much. You notice that not very many of the the POC women were allowed to move around on the stage until the final two weeks. Isn't that odd? That's weird. It's kind of weird. Like, it just didn't feel like a lot of stuff was set up for the artists to succeed. It just felt like we got a song. It's radio friendly enough. Let's move on. But I don't know. I just want to talk for a second about Jocelyn because I'm pretty sure she is one of us. She is 
on the LGBTQ spectrum. But what, like, even if she isn't, sh- lesbians would eat her up. <laughs> and I mean, they would love her. It's such a good song. It's so pretty. She's beautiful. But I'm just like, was no one allowed to discuss sexuality at all? Yeah, was no one I, allowed to say this is my personal experience at all? Because um, I'm sure in her overly long postcard, she was with her partner who was also a woman, wasn't she? I don't know. But I think it was like suggested to in the imagery, but never saying like, this is my partner. I know, but why is she the only one who I can even think of who had even a hint of a gay storyline, except for the person <laughs> who did, what was the stupid Taylor Swift wannabe song, working, Looking for a Miracle? Who was that? Oh, uh, let me look at the bottom of my ranking because all my <laughs> Taylor Swift, because it was three Taylor Swift kind of clones. Yeah, but she got unnecessarily saddled with that. But then she did the whole reverse Ryan uh, 2018 Ireland thing where the two backup dancers were women after they had just shown her in a straight relationship. I'm just like, now you're just queer baiting. Like, <laughs> what's this? I don't know. I feel like had anyone, I, I, I have opinions on a few things, but I, it, the whole thing played out just a little bit too sanitized. I'm just like, give me, give me some Latvia first line. Like give me some, Give me something dirty. Give me something to actually hold on to to make me feel like you're a real person. And there was nothing. It was all just very plastic and sterilized. And I would say that we got two songs that did feel very camp. And as far as I'm aware, they're both performed by straight men. Yeah, but probably. it's proof that straight men can be camp and should embrace camp. And that <laughs> was Any Grant- has taught us anything. Grant Kanopke with Mr. Independent. And also, oh, that camp! The, I think it was camp. Yeah, that was like Swedish super gloss. I would. <laughs> I don't think that's camp. I think that's just him being a competent performer. But what about Josh Panda with yeah, Roller Coaster for Vermont? Just a camp little cinnamon roll of a person. Protect him. <laughs> he must be protected. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was lovely. I actually really enjoyed his song. Not during the performance. Obviously, the I enjoyed performance his song in good, the but the song studio take is. Well, I mean, <laughs> if we're going to talk camp and you're going to compare it to someone like Oregon, I think was the only one who got the camp memo. It's like bring out a bunch of dancers in giant smoothie costumes and then give the judges smoothies and then fail to qualify. <laughs> songs like I mean, that's one of the bad. few songs that even hurting hearing the studio version, I'm still just like, oh my god, I do not like this at all, but I respect the crap out of it because they made choices that were controversial and were cool. You know what? what? Maybe I'll give Sab- Sabu uh, the camp factor as well, because he was performing on the Pacific ocean amongst whales and sea turtles. I will give that. Rate. That's, that's a pretty <laughs> camp. I'd say. One of the worst things that the uh, mil- uh, court courtship. Yeah. Courtship did was serve. Everything. Um, <laughs> Well, serve Kelly Clarkson and Snoop Dogg that very grey-green smoothie. <laughs> it was really great. It was really great. This was all the life that they drained out of the last performers. <laughs> it's silent green. It's people. It was the last vestiges of Michael Bolton's youth. Oh, man. What is it like watching Michael Bolton on this contest? I'm scared for him. I don't think he knows where he is. I don't think he knows what he's doing. He just looks like a sad, lost old man. And I am saying that with the kindest words. I don't think he wants to be there. I don't think he should be there. I don't think he knows where he is. I think that Snoop and Kelly literally pull up to his, you know, retirement home, get him in the car, trolley him over, and then put him out there. And the poor old man is just like, I... I'm not a huge Michael Bolton fan. Sure, Hercules, mm-hmm. whatever. But <laughs> there's nothing about him on this performer that says competent legacy artist. Whereas the other legacy artists have at least some semblance of that kind of charisma and, and power. Poor Michael Bolton. It's just, it's all God. It's all just Although in, Now in defense, though, of the fact that there's not really individual cultures in each of the states, he does pretty much accurately represent the state of Connecticut. <laughs> uh, 
Because I, I believe that's who he's representing, right? It is, yeah. Uh, is, it, is it that he's past his prime? Is that what it is? Uh, old, wealthy, and out of touch, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe a little misplaced. <laughs> yes, he, he, that's like the perfect representative for Connecticut, I think. Um, there is, obviously, there is one thing that makes his performance very, very Eurovision, and that is he reminds me of a certain British Eurovision entry, Love Will Set You Free by Engelbert Humperdinck. (laughs) Mm. We sent uh, an elderly gentleman to sing a nice little ballad. (laughs) He came last. Here's the thing. The song's fine. Like, it's actually not a bad song, but just watching him perform, you feel bad. (laughs) It's a bit blubbery. It's like the opposite of how I felt with... I I just want to talk about these legacy artists, because there was five of them. Each semifinal was to have one person who like stood out and will represent the state the state in a unique way cisco good <laughs> performer but bad song michael bolton good performer well bad performer good song jewel good performer okay song but you know it's jewel so she gets a pass because i'm gay and <laughs> and then who's no, who's the other one macy gray Yes, Macy Gray. Awful, awful. And it felt like I remember watching for Macy Gray beforehand and she just looked like she was mean. She didn't look like she was enjoying herself. She looked like she was in a shitty mood and having to deal with these little peon pathetic people. Like you could feel that kind of arrogance off of her. And I'm just like, that's not serving anyone. That's not good. And then you get Crystal Method who comes out and just that's the only <laughs> legacy artist that they're not super proud of who just blows it out of the park and releases a fantastic song, has a great entry, super bo- – like I cannot speak – I'm actually debating on going to see the Crystal Method concert when they're here later this month because I've become a huge fan of them based I off of this one song. I forgot that they were part of the contest. That's great. Right? I think they did that on purpose. Like, yeah. I think that they they didn't get the ticket and they immediately wanted to distance themselves from it. And who can blame them? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I mean, I think for both me and uh, Matty, I think we've both got the Crystal Method Watch Me Now at the top of our rankings, haven't we? 100%. Yeah, it's just the best song in the entire contest. It's I would like say a- me and you probably have an almost identical top 15. I think that's possibly quite correct, yeah. Yeah, wow. the only thing I think I have higher than most other people is that I really enjoyed Arkansas. I really it was the first female country song and it was okay. And I listened to it enough that it got hooked in my head before I realized there would be a new one every week. So <laughs> yeah, I think that she kind of stands above the other country songs in my mind. But you know, other than that, there's very obvious songs that you root for, and there's very obviously songs that you just don't care about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, no, just I'm just just still bitter about the Crystal Method being knocked out because Watch Me Now is just it's a fully realized like EDM meets rock meets Blue Man Group kind of performance. Yeah, well, I do want to ask Matt something. Of the songs that you've heard so far, like me and Chris are obviously going to stand. Crystal Method, because they're just the best <laughs> in the contest by a fair margin. Um, what Are there any songs that have reached out to you or gripped you by the neck and been like, listen to me, I like you? Honestly, like, the the short answer is no. But it's only because I... I haven't opened myself up to the to them very fully yet. I think that there are some that could get their claws into me if I gave them a chance, and I just really haven't give them given them the opportunity yet. Yeah, well, that's their job. That's not on sure. You. True, they're the songs. They are the people out there being like, "Love me," and if you're just like, <laughs> "Back off, Satan," then you know that's their failure to capture your attention. Fair. And I mean that not just the songs, but like NBC and everyone else as well. And also, as you, you mean that as someone who has high respect for my attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that high. But... <laughs> uh, so Where do we go from here, Chris? That doesn't just end in me spiraling into rage. Because uh, I don't know where that is. I think we should also ask Matt another question. 
So mm. none of them have stood out as something that you love, but is there anything that, that stood out as something that from you've listened to so far, you're like, this is dog dirt. No boot goofing in the dime back snake skin. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the th- like, honestly, none of, I'm going to feel like, I'm going to, I'm going to really regret like this because I, I, I'm going to have strong opinions by the time I've watched this whole competition. I just haven't yet. And I, maybe you have to have me on again to, to get all of my strong opinions. <laughs> it's just nothing. Nothing is like, it's all just kind of like one bland kind of nothing. Like it doesn't feel nothing stands out from anything in any way to me. So. It's nothing. It's nothing. This yeah. entire show is a white bread mayonnaise sandwich. There's like nothing could, to it. It could. They could just be any songs from anywhere, and like it's no, just. A- then they would be interesting. <laughs> they can't be songs from anywhere because then they might actually have a chance of being good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. These like are, it's. It's, like it's a hard to-, to see which song can be the most mediocre. It's a race to the. It's race to wherever. <laughs> it's not race to the bottom. It's just a race to the. It's uh, a race to the. <laughs> you get that? It's like someone who gave up on being a gold digger and just fucked their way to the middle. That's what this is. <laughs> well, I think that you've sort of summed up your apathy towards it so far. The fact that you're like, it's there. <laughs> I think that is the problem. It's not kind of grabbing the audience you wanted. Like me and Matty, we, I know you like Eurovision, Matt, but Matty and I, we like obsessed a little bit. Yeah. Obsessed is a strong word. It's also correct. It's accurate, but it's a strong word. Strong. Not strong enough. (laughs) Newly obsessed, I like to say. We, we, We live and breathe Eurovision. So we were like intense, like even like when we were like, this isn't as good as it could be. But it is Eurovision adjacent. We will power through. We sure. will watch it to the bloody end. Whereas right, right. a casual American viewer, I would imagine, who's never watched Eurovision or might be mildly aware of it being a thing, might watch and go, eh, and then turn <laughs> off for next week. No, I'm I'm familiar enough with where it what it's based on to know what it's what I thought they were going to go for. <laughs> Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that I'm supposed to have been among the target audience for this show. You yeah, know, I'm, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a discerning fan of contemporary pop music. I'm a songwriter myself. Uh, I don't know. I'm worldly. Uh, but also like, I, I just like pop culture and I like good. I like when pop culture is good and interesting uh, which is, it's not very often that, but like, I like when it is and they could have appealed to me and they could have marketed this to me. Not that they needed to, not that they like fucking would have made money if they did. But, mm-hmm. uh, but like, I feel like there was a, there was an angle where you like, there was a group, there was an audience in America for an American song contest. Uh, and I'm in that audience, but that's not who they made the show for. They made it purposely inaccessible, and it seems like they're doing a lot of things to sabotage their own benefit. Like, it really does feel too long. Two hours oh, yeah. between every is song. a lot of time for this kind of show. Oh, Even yeah. Even though you have 11 songs, we know each song can only be three minutes. Two, no, That's even less. Two minutes and 45 minutes. seconds. What? American Song Contest songs are limited to two minutes and 45 seconds. I didn't even realize. Oh, hell yeah. So we're even shorter. That's they great. I do like that. I do like that. <laughs> but I'm just like, that's still less than 33 minutes. And you're padding. That's how much padding is in this show. Mm. This show does not need to be two hours. If it was an hour, maybe an hour and a half at like for the semifinals or whatever. Like it, it could just be better. We don't was, need constant barragements of advertisements after each thing. That's just the network, and that's the choice they made. And it's a bad choice, and they should feel bad for it. <laughs> Another thing I found weird was constantly going to Snoop and Kelly between 
every single song. For them to say, wow, that song's really good. It's like, well, you can't say it's shit, can you? <laughs> no. Just don't comment on it. Just the most you could do would be like, you know, some of the older Eurovisions, and they're going to be doing it at this year's Eurovision. They are introducing the artist this year at Eurovision. I mean, like older ones, they've kind of introduced them and said nothing more than their name. That would be fine. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that uh, American audiences, it, America loves personalities more than actual works of art or artists. Uh, so the idea of a song contest in America is insane because we don't like songs. We like people who perform songs. And I think that, there's so much Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson because America needs pop personalities just to fucking tune in at all. Like we, we're not going to watch a bunch of nobodies sing a bunch of songs we've never heard. Like I want to see stars introduce nobodies. (laughs) Uh, So, so that's part of America. Like people are tuning in like it or not because Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson are there and they want, Kelly Clarkson and Snoop Dogg more than you're already seeing them. <laughs> yeah. I I completely agree with you. That that cult of personality tends to really drive these sorts of programs home. And like people would watch American Idol not for the contestants. They wanted to see the judges. Yeah, they people wanted to see the criticism Survivor for Jeff Probst. Well, that's not entirely true cuz you know. Mm. It's Jeff Probst. Uh anyways, <laughs> moving on. There's you're, you're absolutely right about that whole cult of personality. And it does, does – I remember making this point earlier where I was just like there isn't any reason for 90% of these artists to be there because it's not serving them. If mm-hmm. Is this the American song contest? Is this the American singing contest? Is this – like who is this for other I than mean- – we know that it's – being juried by our heart radio because they've stuffed their jury roster full of those people. If you look at the jury, like it's very obvious what they've done. It's very obvious what they're doing, but I'm just like, why does, why, why, why this, why are you choosing this Avenue in an overly bloated, overly convoluted setting with songs lettered? It's even watching it on fast forward. <laughs> I'm getting bored between the songs. <laughs> Yeah. I've not even had to live with adverts and I found it long because I, I know I've been watching on their YouTube channel where they've uploaded it a few days later and it has all the adverts cut out of it. So I don't have to put with them and I can just press the skip button, skip five seconds, but I'm pressing that button a lot at times because yeah. I get to a point where, like, especially when it comes to the semifinals, I'm like, yeah, I've already seen your sub story video. I don't care. You don't yeah, need don't a sub story need- to be there. Just need a banging song. That's all. <laughs> I, as a Eurovision song song contest fan, want I want a good song. And talking about you know the song, there has been some criticism about Alexa, allegations of lip syncing, which I think are believable because oh, she's doing so much she's lip syncing. Yeah. But you know how much that care. matters? Zero percent. You know how many of them are probably lip syncing? I would argue all of them. Why are they all <laughs> lip syncing? Because I'm ninety percent sure that most of them aren't doing live vocals because the vocals that they are singing are not lining up with what's actually there. I, if you think that none of them are lip syncing, then you are freaking dumb. Grant from Texas, absolutely lip syncing his song. Yep. His performance sounds exactly like the studio version. So he's yeah, either Macy Gray, the greatest vocalist of all time. You know who was lip syncing that no one's giving a hard time to is silly Riker. What's his name? Riker, Riker Lynch. You can't body surf like that and not have your voice be affected in some way. That's not how voice works. <laughs> Even when you're doing little things, you will hear that in the voice. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. You can't just wiggle around all the time. The only people who I think are actually singing are usually the ones who are sitting in place, and you're usually the first ones that are getting criticized for having poor live voices. And I think it's because everyone else is just relying on the backing vocals. This is how much I think this matters. Is it the American singing con- singer contest? No. No, it's the American song contest. So just present the goddamn song and move on. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, in no way, shape, or form are they saying that they're all singing live. Just throwing I that mean, out there. If they do get a second renewal, big if, huge if, 
Um, if they do get one, I do want them to actually make it so that live vocals are a requirement like Eurovision, because that's one of the great <laughs> things about Eurovision, because then you might end up with something like that Spanish guy's terrible note at the end of Do It For Your Lover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're the moments that Eurovision is made for. Yes. Not had any car crash performances, really, because some of them are definitely relying on um, a little bit of uh, smoke and mirrors. Maybe a little bit more than a little bit. <laughs> but here's, a, here's the thing. Like, what I appreciate about Alexa is she's just like, I can get away with lip syncing? Cool. Let me do something that no one else will even come close to doing and rock your socks off. Heck yes. Then I hear someone like, you know, Michael Bolton, probably not lip syncing, but he's probably a perfectly capable artist. But who else is doing anything even remotely like what Oklahoma is doing? I want Michael Bolton lowered in from the roof on ropes. Yes. Like I want Michael Bolton doing silks upside down, backwards. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's what I want. Yeah. God, I hate I... this so much. I just hate it so much. <laughs> I want to love it. I just hate it. I hate everything about it. And uh, let's end on a positive note, Matty. Which one? What are your favorite? We've already songs? talked about all of them. Just quickly run through them. Let's end some on, on a positive. All right. They finally sent through some POC women in the last episode. What a what a convenient twist of fate. How <laughs> so mad? <laughs> Just so mad. I get so mad talking about this. This isn't the first impression I want Matt to have of me. <laughs> I'm mad all the time about less significant things. It's fine. That's fair. How can something be less significant than the American Song Contest? Oh, A song that's currently getting trashed in the ratings by American Idol. Let me just <laughs> let me just tell you, in case you don't believe me, I have a podcast about ska music. So I can see why Chris likes you. <laughs> <laughs> I have been challenged to do a Canadian and Eurovision about ska music, and I'm not saying it's in the cards, but I am saying I am very intently looking at this topic. Fabulous. You want to hear a story about the time I was uh, in the same room as Macy Gray? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, my, yes. Uh, I was at a ska concert in Detroit in, I want to say, 2001 or 2002. Uh, I was seeing the toasters in the basement of this venue. Uh, it was like an upstairs, downstairs venue. Uh, in the downstairs, the toasters were playing. In the upstairs, Macy Gray was playing the same night. Oh. Uh, but during at during the ska show, like there's a couple openers, and then somebody comes on stage and says, uh, "Macy Gray has it in her contract that nobody can be playing down here while she's on stage." So th- our show completely shut down for an hour and a half <laughs> while she did her set above us, <laughs> uh, which was just like really obnoxious, uh, <laughs> and. So then uh, the toasters get on stage and they lead the crowd in a chant of fuck Macy Gray after Macy Gray's set has ended. And it's not a very like our our venue is like the toasters are playing in like a 250 capacity room and Macy Gray is playing in like a 900 capacity room above them. Uh, like So they start this chant of fuck Macy Gray. Uh, and obviously you yeah, can hear it upstairs because it's a very thin floor. Uh, and then like later later in the show the you know the toasters are doing their set later in the show macy gray and like a small entourage of people uh just descend the stairs into the basement venue and just <laughs> just they just walk through the crowd and she was like 11 feet tall i don't know how she is so tall uh she was just enormous and she had like this little entourage of people and she just like walked through the crowd like from the front of the building to the back of the building and walked out the back door just to just didn't say anything didn't look at anybody <laughs> just strolled through the crowd that had just been chanting fuck her and that was when i saw macy gray I, I respect the power move. Yeah. But God, Fuck that doesn't Gray. help my opinion of her at all. No, I will, no, bad, I will kind say, of a bad woman, but <laughs> I will say my opinion of her by the preview videos of American Song Contest. I'm glad they are not inaccurate. So 
Well, oh, so I think we shall have to uh, gather again once uh, the American Song Contest has wrapped up oh. to finally discuss things. So uh, by that point, uh, Matt, I imagine you'll be fully caught up. Oh, I'll try. I'll, Can't I'll we just try put to... it out of its misery? Um, can we? We can find out your tops and bottoms. I really oh. just want to put it out of its misery. That's <laughs> <laughs> just put it in like a, a, a bag and throw it in a river. <laughs> I'm thinking like old yeller style. Just take it out back. Maybe I'll just, once it's all out there, I'll just get into a hole where I'm just constantly feeding myself edibles. I have nowhere else to go. I'll stomach the whole thing in one sitting. <laughs> <sighs> so, Matt, where can people find your music, you, and your podcast online? Give it a plug. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, you can find my podcast. It's called Horn Pod, a ska podcast. Uh, anywhere there are podcasts. We've recently done a bunch of things with the Slackers, who are my favorite band, and who just released an album that just landed on some billboard charts. And we would like you to hear those episodes. Uh, you can also hear my music. It's Matt Wixon or Matt Wixon's Flying Circus, also just available everywhere. I don't have websites or anything, and I don't want any followers on social media. That's all. <laughs> don't follow me. But listen to my music. <laughs> listen, but don't follow. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the podcast, Matt. It's been fabulous having you. Yeah, thank you for having me. To shit on your own country. Look, any opportunity. <laughs> I'm sorry that this is your first impression of me. This, this has been great so far. I, I look forward to you being even angrier by the end of this competition. Oh, I will be. Good. Let's just Good. say if Eurovision doesn't go my way, I will have opinions <laughs> on lots of things. God, this is like some this is like some really gay origin story for like some super villain. You know, the American Song Contest just went sideways and well <laughs> I'm not let me let me tell well it's no secret right now I am trying to position myself as the host for Canadian Eurovision. Okay, good. And I'm going to be very actively campaigning for this. So if you want that super villain origin story, I think we can see what's gonna happen down the road. So <laughs> just gonna throw this out there. There is no way that this is going to end well for anyone involved. <laughs> On that note, I've been Maddie McLean. It's a pleasure being here. <laughs> so I, I can't wait till we reconvene to discuss whether either Alan Stone or Tyler Brandon won the American Song Contest. It's going to be it's, fabulous. It's Tyler Brandon, obviously. <laughs> for fuck's sakes, American Song Contest. We know who the winner is. It hasn't even <laughs> happened yet. God so, damn it. <laughs> whilst Matty has a mental breakdown until next time bye bye I feel like I said my goodbyes la 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 la